Talking to Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Word. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, October the 13th, 2019. I want to thank everybody for listening and subscribing on all podcasting platforms, including Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube. Um, also found out this week, I guess the show is also available on uh, iHeartRadio, which is kind of cool. Uh, so, uh, yeah, make sure, you know, check any of those. Search Catch, Hook, and Shoot. You'll be able to find the show. Uh, Make sure you're following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. On any one of those, you can find the show at Catch Hook Shoot. And make sure you check out the Patreon page, patreon.com slash catchhookshoot, for all your bonus content and uh, free merchandise when you sign up to one of the three tiers we got going over there. And for all your t-shirt needs, head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot. Uh, I believe it's next weekend. They're going to be starting a 20% off sale on everything in-store and uh, on the website. So head over there and check that out. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. So let's dive right into what's going on this week, starting off, as always, with our match of the week. Alright, so the match of the week this week comes from the WWE Hell in a Cell pay-per-view last week, and it is the uh, Hell in a Cell match between Sasha Banks and Becky Lynch. Uh, now, if you didn't catch the pay-per-view, I strongly suggest you at least check out this match. Uh, the ending of the pay-per-view for a lot of people, including myself, was a bit underwhelming, kind of disappointing. Um, but anyway, we'll get into that later. Right now, we're talking about Sasha versus Becky. Um, yeah, these two, I mean, they put on a great, great match. A uh, lot of um, lot of big spots, you know, not... Uh, I, I think, for me anyway, I was surprised. I mean, not surprised that Sasha and Becky put on a good match, but uh, that, you know, they, they took to Hell in a Cell very, very well. I mean, it was, uh, that for me was the best match of the show. So, uh, and that's why I made it the match of the week. So head over to, uh, the WWE network. Like I said, if you don't want to watch the whole pay-per-view at l- the very least, check out Sasha versus Becky it was the first match on the show. And it was, uh, it was a great match between these two, you know, despite how many, uh, how many haters that Sasha has and things like that. It was, uh, you know, definitely worth checking out because the two of them put on a fantastic match. So let's get into what's going on with WWE this week. Uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of stuff going on between the draft and uh, other things. So, uh, yeah, WWE held a uh, press conference on Friday uh, before SmackDown and made the announcement that at the uh, the next Crown Jewel event, we will see a match between Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury, as well as a match between Brock Lesnar and Cain Velasquez for the WWE Championship. Um, kind of surprised they made this a title match, so that kind of tells me Brock is more than likely going to retain the title. Maybe not necessarily win the match, maybe he, you know, gets counted out, maybe he gets disqualified, who knows, or maybe Velasquez does something to get disqualified, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely, uh, trying to, uh, bump up the, uh, the star power for this, for this Crown Jewel event that's coming up on the 31st. Um, some other stuff going on on Raw. We saw the uh, Viking Raiders defeat Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler in a non-title match. So this coming week, they will get a title match on uh, on Raw. 
Um, and we didn't see any appearances from uh, from the Fiend on the the Raw show on USA, but apparently after uh, after Raw went off the air, the Fiend did attack Cesaro after Cesaro had already been knocked out by Tyson Fury. Uh, we saw a, a bit of a pull apart brawl there at the end of the show. Tyson Fury came out demanding an apology from Strowman because of what happened on SmackDown the previous week, and um, two of them just got into a shoving match, started throwing some hands, and you know one of those locker room clearing type brawls. And uh, yeah, apparently Cesaro got knocked out by Fury, and then the Fiend Fiend struck after that. On uh, NXT, we've got a new NXT Cruiserweight Champion in Leo Rush, um, which a little bit of a surprise, but definitely a, a good surprise. And I know I've said a lot about Leo Rush on, you know, as far as the heat that he's had backstage and kind of his attitude. But uh, you know, I, you know, I take nothing away from him as a, as a wrestler. He's fantastic in the ring. So uh, yeah, kind of cool to see a, a new uh, new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. I'm still wondering if we're going to see a new belt since that is an NXT title now. So we'll have to wait and see. I'm hoping that we will. Um, yeah, we also had a uh, um, couple other. Yeah, a couple other <laughs> a couple other matches announced for uh, for next week. Sorry, I got lost in my notes here for a second. Um, got. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa versus uh, Garza. Uh, they had a little little confrontation backstage, and Garza kind of got knocked on his ass a little bit. Uh, got another match between uh, Keith Lee and um, uh, Dijakovic, or Donovan Dijak, as I prefer to call him, because I'm still baffled by the name change for him. But anyway, uh, and also Pete Dunne versus, uh, versus Damian Priest for next week. So that one should be an interesting match. Looks like they're starting... Uh, starting up a little bit of a, a feud between those two and apparently Pete Dunne is now a permanent fixture on NXT in the US from uh, what I've read online he has moved to uh, to Florida from the UK so uh, yeah Pete Dunne gonna be a part of uh, NXT in the US going forward uh, also in two weeks we're gonna see a North American title match between Roderick Strong and Velveteen Dream um, should be a great match not fond of the the build-up that they're having for it so far I mean they uh, if you saw this past week's episode you saw Velveteen Dream uh pull out the uh uh the picture of uh Roderick Strong with the the North American title kind of posing the way that Shawn Michaels posed with the WWE title back in the day and then just basically making fun of his manhood so to speak to put it gently and just I don't know to me that uh, those are not my favorite kind of storylines and stuff but uh yeah, and I, I, you know, something about Velveteen Dream, it just, it seems like since the show has gone live on USA, he seems to have lost something. I mean, you know, his uh, his promos just don't seem the same as they were when NXT was uh, on the USA, or on the uh, WWE Network. And I don't know if that's cause, uh, it, because it's live, or, you know, as opposed to the uh, the pre-recorded you know stuff from uh, from before, but he just, I don't know he just seems to have lost something. He doesn't seem uh, I'm not even sure what the word is. It just doesn't uh, doesn't seem like the same Velveteen Dream as far as the promos go. I mean you know his wrestling is pretty much impeccable, but uh, you know just seems to have lost something with his promos. They don't seem as uh, as genuine. They seem a little more um, scripted. I guess might be the right word, but we'll have to see if that uh, you know if that improves at all going forward. Uh, on SmackDown this week, we had the beginning of the uh, 
uh, of the uh, the WWE draft. Uh, the first match we saw was uh, Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns, uh, basically Raw versus SmackDown, to see who would get the uh, the first pick in the draft. Uh, and Seth Rollins ended up winning that match by disqualification when the feed fiend came from under the ring and uh, put Rollins in the mandible claw, dragged him down under the ring. Uh, so Raw did get the first pick in the draft. Before we get into those draft picks, um, yeah, it looks like Bailey has made a full-on heel turn. Uh, came out, you know, with a little bit of a new look, um, new haircut, new gear that's not quite as uh, quite as colorful. She was just wearing black and gold. A lot of people made uh, comparisons to Tessa Blanchard because you know she dyed her hair black and she's wearing, you know, the the same kind of colors that Tessa wears. And uh, you know, but I I. I got no problem with it. She came out and, uh, you know, started her regular entrance, then kind of, you know, the music stopped. She took, she was wearing a hood as part of her, her ring, her entrance gear, pulled the hood off, showed the new haircut, went over to, uh, behind one of the, uh, the Bailey buddies, the, the inflatable guys that she always has and pulled out, uh, looked like an ax handle with like a U shaped blade on the end of it and just destroyed the Bailey buddies and, and uh and everything like that so it was it was kind of cool i i i liked it i like bailey as a heel so far hopefully they continue building on it she's got some new music not so uh uh shiny and happy and that kind of stuff so i'm i'm very interested to see where heel bailey is going to go from here uh we've got a uh, oh and also uh bailey after the uh, the new entrance and everything, had a match with Charlotte Flair and uh, regained the SmackDown Women's Championship, which is kind of kind of interesting because all uh, you know everything you read online said that uh, going into the uh, the Fox era, so to speak, for SmackDown, they wanted Charlotte as the face of that brand, but now uh, Bailey's got the SmackDown title back. So interesting to see where they're going to go with the uh, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Um, yeah, so let's get uh, get into some some results from the uh the Helena Cell pay-per-view a little bit from last week. Sorry, I should have gone through these first. Uh yeah, Becky Lynch, like I said, she retained her uh Raw Women's Championship in that great Helena Cell match against uh, against Sasha Banks. Uh Asuka and Kyrie Sane are your new new women's tag team champions. It looks like they've had a bit of a heel turn. We've seen Asuka using the uh, the green mist a la a la the the great Kabuki and the great Muda. Um use that to uh to take the victory in the for the women's tag team titles um saw uh tamina return and she won the 24 7 title from uh from truth but then he won it back shortly thereafter um chad gable defeated baron corbin surprisingly not an unwelcome surprise though um yeah and uh, like i said charlotte did win the uh the smackdown women's title at hell in a cell but bailey got it got it right back at uh um at SmackDown this past week, and then of course we had that uh, I'll just say interesting main event Hell in a Cell match between the Fiend and Seth Rollins, uh, kind of a non-finish. Um, yeah, I mean it was a, a good match between the two. A lot of people complaining because Seth used I want to say almost like a dozen curb stomps on the Fiend, and he still wouldn't stay down. And they're saying it killed the killed the finisher and killed the Fiend and things like that. And I I completely disagree. I, you know, you, you never see anybody kick out of that finisher, so to see the Fiend continue to kick out and get up after like a dozen of them just makes the Fiend look that much stronger and that much more indestructible and, and superhuman or even not human, whatever, however you want to look at it. Um, and, you know, it got to the point where, you know, the story being told was that, you know, Seth was 
getting desperate to do pretty much anything. He was hitting him with chairs and curb stomps and even hit him with a pedigree and things like that. And just like started piling stuff up on top of the fiend while he was down in the ring and, uh, you know, hit the pile of stuff with a sledgehammer. And that's when the referee called for the bell. Uh, apparently a no contest or a, a something like that. And the explanation was, well, the referee was concerned for the fiend's safety. I, I think, and this was something that was brought up on Busted Open Radio this week. I, I think the WWE tried to tell the wrong story with that one. You know, uh, uh, I believe it was Mark Henry who was saying, Mark Henry and Bully Ray actually, were saying, you know, the, it had they kind of, you know, altered the story a little bit with the referee's statement that came out on social media early in the week, have him say, you know, basically what he said was, well, I was concerned for the Fiend's safety. You know, he should have turned it around and said, I, I was concerned for Seth Rollins. I could see, you know, he was going to a very dark place and I didn't want him to, to lose himself. And I felt like, you know, he was, you know, something, something along the lines that Seth Rollins was the one that the referee was protecting, I think would have been, would have been a better story to tell, but it is what it is. Um, some other interesting news coming out of the uh, the press conference regarding Crown Jewel this past week. Uh, I guess Triple H was interviewed afterwards during the uh, uh, media scrum that they had. And basically said Ronda Rousey is coming back to WWE, and I believe the quote was sooner rather than later. So it would be interesting to see how she fits in, which show she's going to be on. I would assume she's going to be on SmackDown because it is the more uh, on the more mainstream network and it seems they're trying to cater SmackDown more towards mainstream type fans. So uh, we'll have to see where Ronda ends up when she comes back. Uh, some other interesting rumors going around. Um, you know, I know it was rumored a couple of weeks ago that uh, Edge had signed a new contract with WWE and there was speculation about him returning to the ring. Well, now there's even more speculation because apparently he was in Pittsburgh this past week and... Uh, yeah, I think most people know Pittsburgh is where WWE's chief uh, physician is at, and you know that's where people go to when they have to get evaluated and get uh, cleared to get in the ring if they've been injured and things like that. So a lot of people speculating that's what Edge, Edge was in uh, was in Pittsburgh for, trying to get uh, trying to get clearance to get back in the ring. And I said this on social media. I really hope it's not true. I I I just I don't want to see Edge get back in the ring. I'm I am such a huge Edge fan. I mean, this is not me saying oh Edge sucks or anything like that. No, I love Edge. He is one of my personal top five favorites of all time. That's why I don't want to see him get back in the ring. You know the the neck condition that he has does not get better. I mean, I have the same condition. Obviously, not to the extent that Edge does because I haven't had to have surgery for it yet, but it, it's a degenerative condition. It does not get better. Even with surgery, it can still get worse. And, you know, him getting in the ring, yes, it's his choice to make, obviously. If he wants to do it, he's going to do it. But, uh, you know, it's just such a such a huge risk. And, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe to him it's an acceptable risk. Maybe, you know, his original diagnosis, maybe it's not as bad as, uh, as they originally thought. I don't know, because nothing's really been said officially about it. This is just kind of my take on it. You know, but I mean, like I said, I have the same same neck condition that Edge does. Edge does. It's called cervical spinal stenosis, basically a narrowing of your uh, your spinal column. And in my case, with uh, you know the uh, there's some herniated discs that can push into the uh, the spinal column, which can cause pain and numbness and things like that. Um, like I said, mine is not to the extreme that Edge's is, obviously, uh, but uh, you know it's not uh, not something to play around with. So hopefully maybe it's a case, you know, the original diagnosis was wrong and, uh, you know, he is able to, to get back in the ring. If that's the case, Hey, great. I'm obviously, <clears throat> I'm obviously gonna, you know, 
watch watch his matches when he comes back, if he comes back. So I uh, just hope, you know, if Edge is getting back into the ring, it's uh, not uh, not something that's going to cause, uh, you know, anything, any kind of permanent damage or anything like that if he takes a bad bump or something. Uh, talking about injuries, it uh, was reported online this week also that apparently Ember Moon is injured again from the, the reports that are out there. They're saying it's an Achilles injury, which could keep her out for up to a year, which is which is terrible. She She's had bad luck with injuries the last year or so, so uh, hopefully it's not as bad as all that. Uh, like I said, that's just what's being reported online. I haven't seen anything uh, specifically from the WWE, so... <clears throat> So hopefully, you know, it's not as bad as the, the dirt sheets and uh, wrestling sites are saying. But we'll have to wait and find out. Uh, so getting into the WWE draft, which started on Friday on SmackDown. Uh, some, uh, yeah, some interesting picks. couple that I didn't expect to see. Um, you know, I mean, obviously I think everybody's going to get drafted. But, uh, you know, a couple, couple that were on TV that I didn't think would be on TV. I figured they'd be in the, the ones that always come out afterwards. You know, the, the uh, extended coverage or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but in uh, round one, we saw Raw take Becky Lynch as a first overall pick. Uh, SmackDown took Roman Reigns as their first pick. Then Raw took the OC, um, the entire OC, AJ Styles, Gallows, and Anderson, because teams count as one pick. SmackDown took Bray Wyatt, so that's where we're going to see the Fiends. So I'm assuming the uh, uh, rivalry with Seth Rollins is pretty much over and done with, unless somehow Seth ends up on SmackDown. Uh, and then Raw, with the fifth pick in the first round, took Drew McIntyre, which uh, kind of surprised because we haven't seen a lot of Drew lately. But hopefully this means they're going to put him in a prominent position because Drew McIntyre really does belong in main events and going for championships. Just seems he was kind of, you know... Um, I don't know, kind of lost in the shuffle, and they had him with Shane McMahon for a while, and you know, just had him teaming up with different people, and just weren't uh, weren't giving him, you know, that individual spotlight, which I think a lot of people think he deserves. So hopefully that's going to change. Uh, second round, Raw took Randy Orton, Ricochet, and Bobby Lashley, and SmackDown took Sasha Banks and Braun Strowman. So uh, yeah, pretty pretty good picks there again. Lashley a little bit of a surprise because he hasn't been in a real prominent role. He was actually gone for a little while and just recently came back. But uh, so yeah, I th- I'm thinking uh, Lashley. Judging by where these people are going in the draft, Lashley's probably going to get uh, a little bit of a higher spot on Raw as well. Round three, Raw took Alexa Bliss, uh, Kevin Owens, and Natalia. Um, and I guess uh, Kevin Owens posted on social media, you know, he he was uh, not happy about going in the third round. So he's saying he's got he's still got more to prove. So hopefully that means we're going to see uh, Owens elevated back to that main event spot. And on uh, the third round, SmackDown took uh, Lacey Evans and Revival. Um, not Revival, not too big of a surprise. They're a SmackDown tag team champion. So, you know, I would hope they would stay on SmackDown. It'd be kind of weird if they're on Raw as a SmackDown tag team champions. But whatever. Uh, round four which was the final round on uh, the live broadcast of SmackDown. Raw took the Viking Raiders. Um, SmackDown took the Lucha House Party. Raw took Nikki Cross. SmackDown took Heavy Machinery. And Raw took the Street Profits. So the Street Profits are now officially part of Raw, no longer in NXT, which I think a lot of people saw coming. Uh, And then there were some additional draft picks uh, announced online. Raw took uh, EC3, Eric Young, and Sin Cara. Um, Yeah, haven't seen any of those three on television in god knows when at least not in a match or anything you know ec3 you kind of see in the background or you saw him and eric young as part of that pull apart brawl brawl 
this past week between Braun and Tyson Fury. So uh, hopefully they get some TV time because, uh, yeah, EC3 has just been totally wasted since he was brought up to, uh, to Raw and SmackDown. So hopefully that'll change, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, SmackDown took Apollo Crews, Drew Gulak, Heath Slater, Tamina, and the B-Team. So... Again, you know, the one, the ones that get announced after the fact online, uh, you never, hardly ever see anything uh, too much from them. You know, I think it's just WWE just kind of trying to account for everybody so there's no questions later on. But we'll have to see. I mean, uh, guys like EC3 and uh, Drew Gulak and Apollo Crews and uh, even the B-Team, you know, d- deserve a little bit... Uh, little bit better spot spot uh on the on the main roster so hopefully you know once we have the set rosters in place for each show uh people will start getting a little more little more tv time that haven't been getting it lately because you're not going to have people crossing back and forth between the two shows so let's move on get into some uh, some aew news this past week on aew dynamite we saw private party defeat the young bucks in the first round of the tag team tournament um not a, a terribly big surprise there i picked private party in this one and i think it just goes to show you know the uh the elite guys the bucks and cody and uh you know and uh, kenny omega they're they're not booking themselves as the you know uh first uh first champions in everything so you know, um, but yeah, definitely cool to see Private Party moving on to the next round. We'll have to see how far they get in the tournament. Uh, Chris Jericho did uh, come out with his new stable of himself, Jake Hager, Santana Ortiz, and Sammy Guevara, and uh, that stable is going to be known as the Inner Circle. So, a uh, pretty cool name. You know, better better than uh, something WWE would have come up with, I'm sure. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so that is the new uh, heel stable to kind of counter the elite in All Elite Wrestling. Uh, Darby Allen defeated Jimmy Havoc to earn himself a uh, world title shot next week against Chris Jericho. So that should be an interesting match. And it was announced that that's going to be a Philadelphia street fight. Philadelphia, of course, well-known as a, uh, a hardcore wrestling town. Uh, you know, was the home of the original ECW. So it should uh, should be should be a good match. Um then we had uh, John Moxley versus Sean Spears. Moxley was the winner of that match. Uh, at the end of that, Kenny Omega came out with a uh, barbed wire bat and a barbed wire broom. <laughs> kind of interesting. Uh, kind of you know, um, he keeps dropping hints about going back to his uh, his cleaner gimmicks. So uh, I think that was part of that. And uh, so yeah, the two of them, Moxley and Kenny Omega, of course, have a match coming up at uh, at uh, the Full Gear pay-per-view now during the the uh moxley and spears match Pac was on commentary with jim ross and tony shivani and excalibur and um hit kenny omega from behind and kind of just you know fed him up to uh to moxley which moxley didn't take uh, didn't take advantage he kind of just walked away so uh, interesting little confrontation there um let's see what else do we got going on here uh Oh yeah, next week on Dynamite, we're going to have a tag team match with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus Pac and John Moxley. Should be should be interesting. We saw a uh, bit of a brawl this past week between Hangman Page and Jake Hager, so it looks like they're uh, uh they're building up building up that feud. Should be should be interesting to watch. I mean, these are two, you know, pretty big guys and uh both of them can go in the ring. So uh, interested to see where this is going to go. Um, then we had uh, Jericho. Uh, oh yeah, 
<laughs> sorry, I'm keep losing losing my spot here. It's like I can't focus. But anyway, uh, yeah, next week uh, some more uh, tag team tournament matches. Got Lucha Brothers versus the Jurassic Express. Some, uh, interest interesting matchup there. <laughs> so be curious to see that one. Then we've got SCU, which uh, will consist of. Uh, Christopher Daniels and Frankie Kazarian taking on the best friends. That should be a fantastic match between these two teams. So that's the one I'm really looking forward to. Then on uh, October 23rd, uh, AEW is going to be in Pittsburgh for Dynamite. Uh, this is one I, I'm going to be watching because I just I have a feeling that's where we could see the debut of Wardlow. Uh, now, Wardlow is somebody I've hyped up on the show a lot. Uh, I interviewed him at the uh, the last Warrior Wrestling event that I was at, which I believe was the very first interview he gave after it was announced that he had signed with AEW. I mean, this is the first wrestler that we've seen, you know, get one of those introductory vignette kind of things from AEW. So I, I'm thinking, you know, this is a guy that's going to get uh, get a lot of hype and get uh, pushed pretty hard pretty fast uh, and he's definitely earned it if you're not familiar with Wardlow definitely look him up I mean you know the guy he, size wise he's comparable to Brian Cage and you know some of the stuff he can do in the ring is just ridiculous so uh, yeah Wardlow definitely one to watch and uh, the reason I say I, I'm hoping to see him debut at the Pittsburgh Dynamite on October the 23rd is because he's a Pittsburgh guy that's where he came up um, with uh, with Britt Baker so Interested to see, uh, you know, how and when Wardlow is gonna gonna show up on AEW. Uh, some Ring of Honor news: We got a new Women of Honor World Champion, Kelly Klein, defeated Angelina Love to uh, take her uh, third uh, Women of Honor Championship. Uh, we had a, a match between PCO and Marty Scurll, both part of Villain Enterprises, to to earn a, a world title match. PCO was victorious in that one, and uh, yeah, I'm. I'm you know, I think everybody's still kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with Marty Scurll. By uh, by all accounts, his contract with Ring of Honor ends next month. So I think I think most people are assuming he's going to end up in AEW. And uh, honestly, I hope he does end up in AEW with the rest of the Elite because there's a lot of stories that they could tell there. You know, either making him part of the Elite or putting him against the Elite, which I think would be kind of a cool way to go. You know, because there is, I mentioned before, there's that built-in story like, oh, you guys just took off and left me, started your own company, and uh, left me, you know, by myself in, uh, uh, in Ring of Honor, and, you know, a lot of stuff could be done with that. Uh, moving into some Impact news, uh, this past week on Impact, Ace Austin defeated Eddie Edwards to qualify for that big X Division match coming up at Bound for Glory. Uh, we saw some more building of the story between Sammy Callahan and uh, Brian Cage for the Impact World title. Um yeah, OVE uh, had uh, you know handcuffed Cage to the uh, to the ropes at the end of the show, and were threatening him with a baseball bat. And uh, Melissa Santos, Brian Cage's wife, came running down to the ring to try to you know stop OVE from from uh, basically injuring Cage or anything like that. And she uh, got a pile driver from Sammy Callahan for her trouble. So they're really really playing you know playing the whole. Uh, um, Sammy Callahan, you know, one-upping Brian Cage and uh, hurting his wife and things like that, just making Sammy Callahan look like a like a horrible human being. <laughs> so it, uh, yeah, and, and it's working. I saw a lot of people online really buying into this and saying Sammy Callahan should be fired and things like that. It, it guys, it's, it's still a show, you know. <laughs> so take take it easy a little bit. But the fact that people are uh, reacting like that is. Uh, you know that tells you that the that it is working and Sammy Callahan is getting over as just that complete low life heel that uh, that he portrays. 
So uh, talking about Bound for Glory, uh, that is coming up next Sunday, the 20th, and I will be there. So uh, next week's show is probably going to drop on Saturday because I will be at Bound for Glory on Sunday. But it uh, looks like a great, great card so far. I mean, the uh, for the tag team titles, we got a triple threat match, the North versus uh, Rich Swan and Willie Mack versus Rhino and Rob Van Dam for the world tag team titles. So, uh, yeah, kind of interesting interesting matchup there. Rich Swan and Willie Mack are a great tag team. The North... You know, uh, obviously a good tag team there. The champions, Rhino and RVD in there, uh, kind of gives it that that nostalgia feel. But those are two guys, you know, they may be getting up there uh, as far as uh, age goes, but they can both still go in the ring. Um, an interesting match they're having as part of Bound for Glory. They're calling it a call-your-shot gauntlet match. And I don't have a list of guys who's in this or anything, but it's a, uh, a gauntlet match where the winner gets uh, a championship match of their choice. So kind of like uh, what... Uh, Impact used to do uh, back when it was TNA. They uh, they would have what they called a gauntlet for the gold, uh, but that was typically you know the match was for the world title typically. But uh, you know kind of kind of similar. The winner of this match gets to choose what championship they want to go for. Uh, we've got the uh, big five way ladder match for the X division title. Jake Crist is a current champion, and the uh, other four in that match are Tessa Blanchard, Daga. Ace Austin, and then one more uh, spot still open. That'll probably be filled on this coming week's episode, I would assume, since it's two days before Bound for Glory. So we'll find out who the fifth fifth person in that match is. Uh, and then for the uh, the Knockouts Championship, Taya Valkyrie defending against Tennille Dashwood. Um, yeah, again, I mean, Tennille just made her Impact debut a couple of weeks ago, really building her up to be, you know, a big uh, big part of the the Knockouts division. So that should be a great match between those two. Uh, six-man tag team match, the Rascals, Desmond Xavier, Trey Miguel, and Zach Wentz taking on some, uh, some, some Lucha stars from, uh, from AAA, Dr. Wagner Jr., Aerostar, and Taurus, so that should be just a high-flying, ridiculous match between those six guys, so I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, and then we've got Michael Elgin taking on Marafuji, um, yeah, a lot of people going crazy for this one, it should be, you know, a really just hard-hitting, brutal type of match with these two guys. Uh, then um, I would assume this is going to be like the semi-main event. Ken Shamrock coming back to Impact Wrestling to take on Moose. Uh, of course, they've had a big uh, back and forth online and some you know confrontations at like uh, press conference and things like that. So they've been building this one up pretty good. I'm looking forward to that one as well. And then the main event, Brian Cage finally getting his hands on Sammy Callahan for uh, Cage defending the uh, the World Championship. So look. Uh, what I would call a pretty stacked card for impact for bound for glory. So I'm really, really excited about, uh, about being there live to see that one in person. This will be the second bound for glory event that I've, uh, that I've been to for impact. So it should be, should be a lot of fun. Uh, some NWA news. They debuted their new show, uh, NWA power on YouTube. And I believe it's also on fight as well as on Facebook. Uh, you can see that, um, main event of that one was a world heavyweight championship match nick aldis retained against former champion tim storm stipulation of this one is that tim storm uh, if he lost would never get another world title match um and you know tim storm i would i would assume probably retiring sometime soon uh, i believe i believe he's in his 50s uh, but the two of these guys put on a great match. If you have not checked out NWA Power, if you were a fan of the old NWA studio shows like uh um you know Crockett Promotions before WCW was its own company uh it w- it was a you know studio show it was called World Championship Wrestling that was their their weekly studio show and uh you know if you were a fan of those type of shows definitely check out NWA Power you know 
uh, really, really uh, throwback to you know the old, uh, the old territory days of uh, studio wrestling. So I highly recommend you check it out. Um, some uh, some indie news. Apparently, House of Glory has a new owner, and that new owner is uh, rapper Master P. And I'm sure some of you guys out there remember Master P and the No Limit Soldiers when they were involved in WCW against a team called the West Texas Rednecks, which was uh, Kurt Henning, Bobby Duncombe Jr., and uh, Barry and Kendall Windham. So uh, Master P, you know, obviously a big uh, big wrestling fan. He is now the owner of House of Glory and says he's gonna, you know, he's gonna he's coming after Vince McMahon is what he said. So um, interested to see are we gonna see a, a House of Glory weekly show on TV coming sometime soon? We'll have to see how this all plays out so that uh yeah that pretty much does it for the uh news and rumors for the week and uh so let's get into the next segment here which is another one of my favorites and that is the troll of the week All right, so this week for the troll of the week, I know you know I normally try to keep these kind of kind of funny and everything, but this one is it's just honestly it's annoying and it's sad. And uh, there there are two trolls of the week this week, and those are the wives of Jeff and Matt Hardy. I'm talking about Beth Hardy and Rebby Hardy. Now everybody knows by now Jeff Hardy was uh, arrested not long ago for another uh, DUI charge, and obviously. You know, Matt was uh, getting a lot of questions, people asking him, how's Jeff, what's going on with Jeff, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, so he took to Twitter, responded, didn't say anything negative about his brother, really. Just basically said, you know, the gist of it, and this is not a direct quote, but uh, just said, you know, uh, Jeff's got to step up and take care of himself. You know, I've tried, but my top priority has to be, you know, my health and my family, which he's not wrong. I mean, Matt Hardy's had his own battles with uh, with substance abuse and addiction and things like that. And, you know, he came out the other side and he, you know, he's doing well and he's healthy and he's happy with his family and things like that. And, you know, that that's basically all he said. I mean, you know, I, I'm sure, you know, Matt Hardy loves his brother. He doesn't like seeing him like this, but there comes a point, you know, the person has to want to help themselves. And, uh, you know, I, and I'm not just, uh, blowing smoke here. I mean, I've had my own, you know, demons and stuff like that, you know, not to, again, not to the same extremes as, uh, as Jeff Hardy or, or Matt Hardy had, you know, when he dealt with his stuff, but I, I've had issues with, uh, with addiction and substances and things like that. And same thing, I came out the other side, but it, it doesn't happen until the person who's dealing with it wants to fix it, wants to get help. And, uh, you know, so it, uh, you know, and that's basically all that Matt said is that he, he has to focus on his family, um, you know, meaning his wife and his children and, uh, you know, Beth Hardy took to Twitter and just saying, oh, you know, he should have, uh, basically saying he should have came to us before he wanted to say something. He didn't say anything bad. He just said, you know, Jeff has to, you know, has to step up and take, take, uh, take responsibility and take care of himself and, and things like that. And, uh, you know, uh, Beth Hardy just kind of blasting him on Twitter. And then of course, Rebby Hardy being Rebby Hardy had to, uh, snap back and put out this long, long statement on there, just blasting Beth Hardy and, and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, really when it comes to family stuff like that, I'm a firm believer, keep it behind closed doors. If there's issues within the family, you know, if you want to scream and yell at each other, hey, that's fine. Do it 
away from the public eye because uh, people, you know, it's nobody else's business, bottom line. So, you know, I, I'm not going to defend or back either one of them for uh, the things that were said on Twitter just because it, it's family, it's personal, it should be private. You know, what Matt said wasn't anything bad. He was responding to all the questions that he got uh, about, you know, people asking him about his brother. And, uh, you know, he didn't didn't say anything wrong. So there was no reason for Beth Hardy to, uh, you know, start uh, start trash-talking him in the first place. And, you know, even with that, just let it go. But, uh, of course, like I said, Rebby Hardy being Rebby Hardy had to, had to clap back and put out this long statement uh, um, just, you know tearing into uh into beth hardy and it's just it's ridiculous i mean you know the hardy boys are one of my all-time favorite tag teams and obviously they're family they're brothers they're gonna you know brothers fight brothers have disagreements brothers sometimes go years without talking to each other that that's just that's the nature of family guys and uh but you know you never saw any of that in the public eye when it came to matt and jeff the only time you see it is when it's you know their wives going after each other and uh you know it's ridiculous it's unnecessary and just it's kind of i guess the best word would be kind of tacky for either one of them to be uh to be saying stuff like this you know if it uh, pertains to Matt and Jeff then leave it between Matt and Jeff and uh so that's that's really it as far as that goes but yeah trolls of the week uh, both uh, Beth Hardy and Rebby Hardy. I mean, somebody needs to uh, take their phones away every now and then, so they can, so they can't uh, embarrass themselves. Because, because to me, that's exactly what they've done, and uh, they've embarrassed themselves. And they, you know, they're not uh, not doing their husbands any favors by uh, uh, going at each other online like that. It's just, just completely unnecessary. So anyway, moving on. That's pretty much it for. Uh, for the show today, but I, number one, want to remind you guys, head over to WrestlingBehindRingside.com and get uh, information and tickets for the WBR Fan Fest uh, coming up next July 25th, 2020. Two shows, 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. All tickets are on sale, ranging anywhere from $25 up to $200. Uh, the $200 gets you the Super VIP, which includes your fo- all your photo ops, tote bag, collector cup, wristbands, all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and, you know, you get uh, priority entry into both shows, the 8 a.m. and the 2 p.m. So, you know, the uh, the Super VIP it definitely is the, uh, the best value for your money. And, uh, you know, I was talking to... Uh, uh, Archie earlier in the week, and it sounds like he's got uh, got some some good stuff planned for it. I mean, uh, stars that he's already announced is Paul Roma and the Patriot Del Wilkes. Uh, like I said, you have the opportunity to uh, uh, cut a promo uh, with uh, with a wrestler, get your picture taken with a replica of the NWA Championship, ten pounds of gold, and uh, you know a lot of lot of other stuff in the works. Like I said, I talked to Archie earlier this week, and uh, he's got some some pretty cool stuff in the works um you know so uh i'm sure those announcements will be coming once it's uh once everything is set in stone and all the uh uh t's are crossed and i's are dotted and uh everybody signed on the dotted line and everything like that so head over to wrestlingbehindringside.com because this is one you're not going to want to miss and i did i put out there on social media that i had a huge announcement coming today and uh here it is you guys have heard me talk a lot about Warrior Wrestling on the show, which is a local indie promotion here in Chicago. Um, I uh, spoke with uh, Steve Tortorello, the promoter for Warrior Wrestling, earlier this week, and I am thrilled and excited and 
just happy and overjoyed to be able to announce that I will be broadcasting live play-by-play audio at their next show, Warrior Wrestling 7, coming up on December 13th, 2019. Uh, and this will, like I said, it will be audio. So it'll be like basically like listening to a radio broadcast. This will be a live podcast from ringside at Warrior Wrestling 7, uh, bringing you all the, the play-by-play uh, for all the matches. It's shaping up to be a great card. I mean, they've already announced Kurt Angle is going to be a part of the show. Uh, the Warrior Wrestling Champion is Brian Cage. Warrior Wrestling Women's Champion is Tessa Blanchard. Uh, they always bring in top international stars, top uh, independent stars, and it's just always a great show. So the way this works, uh, for any of you guys that tuned in earlier this week, I did a test stream, uh, a live test stream this past Wednesday just to uh, test out the system, see how it works and everything like that, and uh, got a, a pretty good pretty good response to it considering it was a Wednesday afternoon at 2 o'clock that I did it, but... Uh, yeah, uh, what you want to do is go into your app store, whether it's uh, you know Android, Apple, whatever. Download the Podbean app and uh, create your account. Doesn't cost anything. You know, you just need an email address, and because uh, that is the only way you will be able to uh, listen to the uh, the live broadcast, the live audio for Warrior Wrestling Seven. Just download the Podbean app, create your uh, create your account. I will be posting or scheduling the uh, the broadcast right after this episode goes up. Uh, and it's actually going to be two broadcasts because Podbean limits you to two hours per live uh, live broadcast. So it'll be, you know, um, I'll be posting the uh, or scheduling it as part one and part two uh, to be able to cover the uh, the full show. But yeah, like I said, it's December thirteenth at uh, seven p.m. Central Time. That's a uh, that is on a Friday, Friday the thirteenth of all days. And uh, yeah, the uh, the way it works, like I said, you have to have a Podbean account. Pod, the Podbean app is the only place that you can listen to the live uh, live audio. And uh, yeah, the first fifty listeners to uh, to each broadcast. Uh, are free and anyone after the first 50 it uh, uh, the cost is 99 cents so I mean you know spend the buck for the uh, uh, would be a buck for each broadcast so at the most to listen to the entire show uh, both you know both parts it cost you two dollars and uh, you know it's gonna be a great show I'm gonna have a, a buddy of mine with me doing color commentary and uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I got to say thanks to uh, to Steve Tortorello for uh, for taking this chance and uh, you know trying out something different. And uh, you know the way I put it to Steve when uh, when I was pitching him the idea to be you know kind of like uh, listening to a football game on the radio or, or any other type of sporting event on the radio. Um, you know I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And if it works out, hopefully you know we'll be able to. Uh, continue doing it at warrior wrestling future shows so uh yeah like i said i will be scheduling the broadcast today right after this episode goes up and uh yeah make sure you guys check it out like i said the first 50 listeners to uh to log into the broadcast are free after that it only costs you 99 cents you know you're not not going to find a better deal than that uh anywhere so uh yeah i hope uh, hope you guys will check it out it's going to be a lot of fun they have not announced any actual matches yet but the uh the talent they've announced so far um like i said you know brian cage of course is the champion uh kurt angle is going to be there uh michael elgin's uh supposed to be at this one uh, minoru suzuki from new japan uh it's just going to be a ridiculous show like it always is with warrior wrestling so uh yeah keep an eye out i will be posting uh, that information, the link to uh, to get to the uh, the live broadcast uh, right after this show is posted, 
And, uh, yeah, if you're in the Chicago area, you want to go over to Warrior Wrestling yourself to check it out, head over to warriorwrestling.net for all your tickets and your information. They always have the uh, Warrior Wrestling Fan Fest right before the uh, the bell time. Get to meet all of the, uh, the wrestlers, get your pictures, your autographs for one price, covers every wrestler there. Go to warriorwrestling.net and check all that out. So that's going to wrap it up for today. Again, thank you to everybody for listening and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple, Google, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, YouTube, Twitch, CastBox, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Make sure you're following on social media. It's at Catch, Hook, Shoot on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. Go to Patreon.com slash Catch, Hook, Shoot for all your bonus content and uh, free merchandise on uh, the three different tiers that we have there. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot. Grab yourself a shirt. Remember, I said they've uh, got a 20% off sale coming up next weekend. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. So that's going to do it for me for this week. Thank you again, everybody, for listening. Um, Yeah, I hope everybody has a great week. And I will talk to you guys soon. (laughs) 